Hey guys, it's Jake Watson from Corridor Crew. You're listening to the Johnny Boz Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Johnny Boz Podcast. Uh, I'm here with a very special guest, Jake Watson from Corridor Digital. Hello, Jake. Hello, hello, Johnny. Thank you for inviting me, man. It's a pleasure to be on uh, the one of the Maiden Voyage podcasts on the Johnny Boz Podcast. So I was, you told me you were doing this, and I was very excited to take part um because uh i think it's a good thing i think it'll be a lot of fun heck yeah man uh you know we've we've talked a bit here and there but i don't think we've ever like sat down and had a good good conversation so so i'm looking forward to this yeah i think we've chatted briefly here and there but never done a podcast together so yeah um let's get it going all right awesome uh okay so you work at corridor digital and that is a youtube channel um that has been around for a long time um i want to say you guys kind of kicked off in like 2010 early 2011 um yeah i mean i've been you know i've been kind of with sam and nico since the very start uh over there um Mm -hmm. we we went to the same high school together a lot of people don't know that okay Um, yeah yeah and uh we were all in the same grade nico and i knew each other from um cross-country skiing oh nice we had nordic skiing as a like high school sport and um so yeah we um and you know we started hanging out shooting youtube videos out in la once we kind of wound up out there and um 2010 was when we first filmed uh the first video we ever did together and then that actually went on our friend's channel freddie w okay um and we didn't start the corridor channel until May of 2011. Mm-hmm. And then I quit my job and went uh, and did that. Yeah. There you go. So, so it all started with Frozen Crossing, huh? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. You're busting out the oldies. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So that was a little fan film. You know, we're, we, we just wanted to make like an appreciation piece and make it cool and have some cool action scenes. And yeah. So, we got some friends together and, uh, you know, a couple ski masks and some uh, airsoft guns later. And, you know, we had ourselves a little video. So <laughs> I went out and ran around in the woods for three days with nothing but, uh, like, I couldn't see. So I played ghost. <laughs> right. And I, we were in the woods. It's negative seven. It's January, Minnesota. Yeah. And so Sam and Nick are like, all right, you know. This is the first thing I've ever acted in. Mm-hmm. Well, outside of like school plays. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so they're like, all right, run here and then like shoot, shoot, and then like get up and run and da 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 da. And my glasses were frozen over. So I, <laughs> I, I would look, I would like look down underneath the glasses and then memorize my steps. Right. And then, and then run and do it and try not to like run into a tree. Yeah. Um, but they made me look good and uh, yeah. it worked out. So yeah, that was great. And then, you know, we didn't know how that video was going to do. Of course, you know, it took a long time to finish and Sam and Nico didn't have a channel at the time. So they asked Freddie, whose channel was like blowing up at that time, mm-hmm. if they could post it over there. Yeah. And he said, yes. Um, and uh, we posted it on Freddie's channel and it got, it got like a million views in a day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and there was little tricks you could play back then <clears throat> with YouTube to try to get like things on the homepage and things like that. But right. it, it did it on its own merit. And so that was like a really encouraging sign. Um, so, you know, we all kind of decided that's what we were going to do. And yeah. um, we made some more. And, uh, and then I remember when Sam and Nico posted the what was it the first minecraft minecart video uh-huh. uh, was a another another classic that for a long time for about eight years that was like our most viewed video ever yeah um and so i remember them and nick laurent helped shoot that um and i remember them saying hey we posted this video we made our own channel we posted this video and it's gonna make like three thousand dollars or something <laughs> posted a video how is it making money and they're like okay so that's got youtube's got this partner program and that, and that was back when you couldn't like monetize something. a video until after it had gone live so <clears throat> you had to send the video live and then you had to send the url to the youtube partnership 
team. Right. And then they would prove the video for monetization. Wow. So okay. And it didn't happen for like 48 hours. So right. all your views are, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. missing out on that, that crucial window. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the things were different in terms of like how much they paid and, and how, how you got views and stuff. Um, so yeah, we did that. And 2011 rolled along. We started Corridor, and uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how we got started. Yeah, Frozen Crossing. Yeah, I, I love that story. Um, one one detail I thought was hilarious is like you're like, okay, all right, we just finished up Frozen Crossing. It's this awesome, you know, fan film. But like, we don't have a channel yet. Is it cool if we just use your channel? <laughs> like, yeah. that, I, I love that idea because I feel like that is just so, like, something that would just not happen today. You know, it's yeah. just be like, hey, can I just throw this up on your channel real quick, you know? Yeah, um, no one knew what the hell we were doing at the time. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't a, an established modus operandi to like anything. Right. Um, and there's still, people are still figuring things out every day, which is what makes the career and like the process so interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were, we were just trying to figure out anything and any, everything and anything. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, it, it was a weird time because nobody knew what we did. Mm -hmm. I remember trying to go out and get, um, like film locations because I, I, mm -hmm. My traditional role is like the producer. Right. And so, but that really literally can mean anything. Right. <laughs> you need to know how to act. You need to know how to like produce location. You need, especially when your, your process is that small. Mm. When it was just, you know, it was just three of us. And then, you know, Ren came in and then Nick and Carmichael and yada, yada. But like, back then it was just the three of us and so producing was this matter of like figuring out okay well what are we trying to make and then how what's the what's the shortest distance from there to the end goal right right one of the things i used to have to do was go out and find locations and i remember talking to people and telling them you know well, hey this is what we're going to film yada yada and they'd give you quotes in terms of how much things cost and mm -hmm they'd say okay is this for tv or is it for film and i and i'd be like well it's for youtube and they'd be like so <laughs> what is that and i'd be right. like uh you know basically it means we don't have any money right <laughs> and then you know sometimes they'd tell you to kick rocks and other times they'd say okay that's fine you can give me this and it just depends um but yeah it was really interesting because nobody knew the format mm. and and everyone thought it was just kind of there was this whole trench of like established process for producing things that we we, we were able to pick from and pull from mm -hmm. and, and try to make our process better but at the same time didn't have to adhere to it also made it more difficult because we had to reinvent the wheel in certain different ways yeah. um but yeah that was a really interesting thing that was happening at the time because nobody knew how to do the thing and um man the whole uh monetization was crazy like i don't know if you know this but the the so what were the i can't remember mcns okay mm, like yeah the, the you know you had you had your big og ones like maker and you had uh oh god there's so many i'm not even going to attempt to remember all the names but um <laughs> like basically I don't even know if people do these anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But the the way that it worked is like YouTube said, okay, we've got more creators coming onto the platform. We've got uh we've got to figure out a way to like organize it a little bit. Mm. So what they did is they offered monetization like through the partnership program and then they would give certain people access or ability to have multiple channels under their monetization like label framework or whatever yeah whatever you want to call it yeah. yeah and so these people got savvy to this and they went out and you know they created some of these uh mcns with like literally tens of thousands of channels eventually yeah and and at the time machinima that was one mm, yeah. yeah that was our first one okay um 
because they were just like trying to grab everything. Yeah. And it was a it was a venture capital like risk concept mm. because what they said was to the investors was they said, hey, you guys give us like $20 million or whatever it was and we'll take it and we'll bring in all these YouTube creators under our partnership. They used to guarantee us a CPM, which means, what does that mean in like layman's terms? It means that for every thousand views you get, they would guarantee us a dollar amount. Say it was $3 per, right. per view. Mm-hmm. Now, this wasn't based on like geog- geographics. It wasn't based upon time watched. Mm-hmm. It wasn't based on anything except for a view and a dollar amount. So it was like a really, really rough way to assess. <laughs> Right. Um, which you can do when things are small, but as the platform got bigger, the idea to the to the investors was like, hey, YouTube's going to get bigger. There's going to be more ad dollars than what we're paying these guys as a guaranteed rate. So even though we're guaranteeing them $3, we're going to be making eight or 10, right. or 50. And, and so that was the play. But the issue was that as YouTube got more sophisticated, the way that they monetized a view changed Mm. so it's not just like any view anywhere anytime you know there's like requirements you know 30 seconds of viewership you know verified accounts Mm. uh and then you know geographically strongly determines like how much you get per cpm right um so that all changed you know like the u.s has the best monetization because it's a rich country and we love to spend money on advertising but yeah say you go to india which we have a bunch of bollywood like reacts and stuff like that. Cause we mm-hmm. love Bollywood stuff. They're so fun to make. They do so well in views. Yeah. They are abysmal when it comes to the ad revenue. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the, all those MCNs ended up like failing mm. because they couldn't keep up with the monetization strategy that they put. And then, you know, you saw the collapse of that like five years ago, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, honestly, that was a good thing because yeah, and they were, there was a lot of shenanigans going on there. Yeah. I'm glad a lot of it's rooted out now. Yeah, it's totally wild. I mean, this is a little bit different, but um, like I was just listening to a podcast about Smosh and how they came up and then in 2011, they sold their company to a parent company. And then that parent company changed names and then it just completely collapsed. And they're like, okay, well, we don't have a job now. Until right. Rhett and Link came and bought them out. But uh, yeah, it just it seems like um, it's interesting. There was almost like a mix between the legacy, like establishment of like a TV style thing versus like the Wild West of the Internet. Like people were just trying stuff out at the start, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, there was this idea that, you know, people used to ask us. So what do you guys make? on youtube is it like a movie or is it like a television show <laughs> right and we're like, mm, it's it's youtube but i remember that being very profound at the time and freddie and brandon would always say that they would always say like it's not tv mm-hmm. it's not youtube or it's not movies it's, mm-hmm. it's youtube and then of course within that there's like a thousand different genres within youtube yeah um so it took a while for people to wrap their heads around that right it's like a chef yeah. saying, I make food. <laughs> like, well, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> and a food, yeah. Right, it's right. Like you've, only eaten, you've only eaten a hot dog and a hamburger. <laughs> right, yeah. so... so you make hot dogs or hamburgers, and you're like, Ooh. <laughs> It's actually spaghetti. Yeah. Um, so when you're making that spaghetti, yeah. um, you're, you're a producer in kind of uh, the Wild West where people don't really understand what you're doing yet. But you guys kind of have this core idea. Um, I'm curious, like, was the plan kind of from the get go like, OK, well, we're YouTubers now. We make videos every week like we are going to do this. Or was there kind of a period where it's like, hey, let's just put up some more of those and see how it works. Like kind of where were you guys like heads at back then, you know? Yeah, I mean, that second sort of idea is definitely where we were at for a mm-hmm. long time. I mean, the reason why we started posting shorts, short films on YouTube was because there was no other outlet for them and mm-hmm. we wanted to make those things. And of course, um, you know, ambitions to say, hey, let's let's see if we can leverage this into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that was a big ambition for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that um, kind of drove us through those years was like through those early years was like the idea that, Hey, we, we might be able to push this into something more legitimate mm. um, because that was how the platform was seen. It wasn't seen as like really a legitimate platform. Right. Um, Cause it wasn't nearly as sophisticated or difficult as it is now. Yeah. Um, it was, it was just kind of a ragtag, you know, whatever. And the thing that made us stand out for the longest time was the fact that we could make something on YouTube that looked like it shouldn't be on YouTube. Yes. That was, that was kind of like our calling card for, for many years. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was certainly the idea. And then, you know, as time went by, we realized like, Hey, this is, this when done correctly can actually be a career and can give us more reach than a movie or a TV show could mm. and can allow us to do it with more con like to, to practice the art form mm. with more consistency, less risk and more creative autonomy than we would get anywhere else and to reach a bigger audience. So it became, it, it started as like this thing that wasn't legitimate. And then it became this thing that was like, actually, this is the platform that we should be doing this. If we could pick any platform ever. Yeah. It was weird. It had, there was a shift over time. Right. Um, and that's why we never left to go do like movies and stuff mm -hmm. because it, it wasn't, it, 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 it didn't started to not make sense. It was like, wait a minute, we can produce, like you think about it just in basic, basic terms, you produce one film and it takes you about two years mm -hmm. and you drop it and it's out there and that's it. Um, and, and, you know, people might like it, they might hate it. It's going to take you a few reps yeah. to get good at that art form. Cause that's a different art form right? than what we do. Um, we use the same, we use a lot of the same tools, but it's a very different format. Yeah. So even at this point, if we were to jump over and do films, it would probably take us like two or three more to really get in the groove of, of like, okay, now we can begin, we can even begin to have conversations about mastering this art form. Yeah. Um, and that's a, along the way, you're playing with somebody else's money. You're playing with probably six to 10 years of your time. Um, and think about what you could do with uh, an existing channel with the reach and with the ability to tell multiple different stories and ways that still like connect with people, meet yeah. people's ideas of like, wow, that was really cool. Show me another one, mm. which is all every video creator wants to do. Yeah. You just want to, you want to show them a magic trick. You want to show them something <laughs> cool. You want to tell them a story. And then they, the biggest compliment you can get, get is when they go, that was really cool. Show me another one. And then they watch something else. Yeah. Like that's all we want. Um, and so that's all you want with a movie. That's all you want with a video. We just figured like, Hey, we already do this. We're already professionals at it. We understand the logistics and the economics and the, like the, 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 the art form behind it. Right. Why would we like potentially throw all of that away? Mm. Cause you'd have to, you have to risk all of it to do another art form for the same outcome <laughs> in a way that potentially has less impact. Right. Over the long term. Like there's how many billion accounts on YouTube now? Yeah. You know, there's like 3 billion accounts. <laughs> like you're yeah. not going to reach 3 billion people with a movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's yeah. not going to happen. Right. And, and if you do, it's going to be so, it's going to be by, by committee. Right. Because you're going to be dealing with some of the largest entertainment companies in the world who aren't right. going to take some risk on you to make decisions that they don't want to be made. That's just how the thing works. Yeah. So it was like, wow, that's the option. You know what? I'd rather reach people over here. Yeah. 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 I, I, and I think that was one of the like biggest decisions uh, for a lot of YouTubers coming up was like, well, okay, now what's the end goal? And, right. you know, you see like uh, Joe Penna is going off yeah. and directing movies and they're great and he's doing an awesome job and it's super yeah. cool. Um yes. But, but I, it, I, something kind of 
struck me that you said about, um, you know, making a movie is a different art form and it might take you a couple to kind of, you know, fall into a groove. Um, yeah. and it's so funny because like I enjoy painting. Um, and so I'll do a painting and I'll, you know, sit back and look at it and I'll be like, that's garbage. Uh, and then it'll take me, you know, three or four paintings before I have anything that I think, oh, you know, maybe I'll throw this up on, on my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it, that concept of, all right, let's go make a movie and see how it turns out is like completely wild because it's, yeah, it's the entire creative process where you don't necessarily know how good it's going to be, but on this multi-year timeline, you know? No. And like you're, we like, you can't sit there and say like, well, I'm special. My movie is going to be the good one. <laughs> like that's not how it works. You right. know, your, your movie is going to be crap. Just like the next guy's is going to be crap. Just like Steven Spielberg's first movies were crap. Like it takes time. Yeah. And wherever you start in that timeline, and it's not like we're ignorant to the process. It's not like we'd be starting from scratch. We've done three. Um, but we did, yeah, we did dark Island. We did, tether not tether we did sync and then we did uh that show for youtube um but anyways like yeah there's just a different way of doing it and little decisions everything from like how you cut and put scenes together to how you manage your vfx to how you manage your story from the beginning mm. to what your distribution is now that's the other thing too like where would you put it you could distribute it. You could get a distribution deal. Yeah. Um, and that's probably your, you know, your, your, your best bet is that it's going to end up on Netflix. Your best hope is that it'll end up with a theatrical release, but like, right. The, the, I don't know if people understand this, like the economics of theatrical releases are crazy. Yeah. Um, you're 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 taking this thing that's been in a black box like the whole time mm -hmm. and it's it's i mean this is a 150 year old uh like economic setup and it's not right. not that it's bad because it's old it's just like it's it, you have to think about it with that mindset right you're taking people you're, you go hey come in my tent come in my black box theater <laughs> yep i've got something to show you that I'm going to put up on the wall and you're going to pay to see it and you can't see it anywhere. But when you're inside of my tent <laughs> in this room, yeah. Yeah. And then you're, you know, that it's literally, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And so you have to, first and foremost, you have to distribute that picture hmm. at, at as many locations as you possibly can. And now, you know, there's not as many mom and pop theaters. It's more conglomerates now. Hmm. So that makes it a little bit easier when you're, talking about it top down to get it across the country but then they're gonna say okay we only have this many like windows to distribute the we only have this many tents yeah you know the tents are taken up at these times right it costs us this much to operate the tent mm. so your film needs to make us this much money in order for us to keep operating the tent right and then you're gonna pay us ahead of time for that because right. <laughs> Your, it's your it's your movie yes yeah. it's our theater it's your movie we make money on the concessions right. right and then uh in addition to that you need to run a huge nationwide advertising campaign to get people to understand that your thing is inside of the tent mm. because you can't just put up a sign anymore and move from town <laughs> to town right you know that's literally where this whole industry comes from yeah yeah and uh and so you're talking about like so much upfront risk in terms of putting millions of dollars down without having anyone seen the picture. <laughs> yeah. Except for a few people who are like, yeah, yeah, we'll buy the distribution rights for that. Right. Um, it's just, and, and then, you know, like that's why movies get so cut, cut off on the edges and why mm. people are like, Oh, boring, predictable. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Look, it's just because it, the, the whole thing is like propped up on these very, very precise economics. And mm. then even when you're good at it, nine out of 10 lose money. Right. And then you get your one. And this is even for, you know, every, every studio, like, Everyone's been like, oh, Disney's got so many flops. They're going to go out of business. And da, da, da. It's like, guys, you do realize like <laughs> one picture, yeah, one property now 
for a company like that. We'll pay for the other 20. Right. Right. Like easily, easily. <clears throat> and so that's how the, the, the economics are just insane. Um, and so you're asking somebody, you say, Hey, I went out and not only did I take somebody else's money to get the money to like produce it, um, just to make it now, you know, you're going to sell it to a distribution company. That distribution company is basically going to take on that same risk. Now mm -hmm. yeah. they're going to basically buy the asset from you because you're like, okay, you know, we're not like the guy who gave you the money to produce the film is like, well, I need to get my money back. And so mm. then the distribution company is like, well, we need to get our money back on <laughs> right. the average. You know, so you basically double the amount of debt that you went into to produce the film. You double the amount of debt when you just, when you distribute the film. Yeah. And so, and then, and then it's like, okay, now what do you have? Tent. We've got, <laughs> we've got to get people in the tent. Yeah. And then, cause after that, what's left, you, you've got, you know, Netflix will take it for 50 grand, uh -huh. you know, and you can put it on like some backwoods cable channel. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. That, that's it, man. That's all you get. So it's just, it's a very, um, it's just, it, it never made sense. It was like, yeah. and then again, moreover, not only just the economics, but like the reach, like where else are you going to reach 3 billion people? Yeah. Uh, on a platform that is entirely based on like merit and mm. idea. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you leave that? It's, it's, it's the, it's one of the best platforms that's ever been created in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's difficult. It sucks. Sometimes, sometimes you lose your faith in humanity, but yeah, sometimes yeah. <laughs> it restores your faith in humanity. So, yeah. you know, and, and it, it, they truly have done a remarkable job and I'm not saying they're perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Um, cause nobody is, and it's run by people and people are, you know, we, we fail at things. Mm. Um, but for what it is and for how big it is and for how long it's been around and how well it's been able to establish an economy for creators, like to tell me another platform that's been able to do that. Right. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, Facebook for some reason, like totally missed the mark. <laughs> yeah. They had a window from like 24. 15 mm -hmm. to like 2020 yeah where they could have brought in over a ton of people yeah um you know twitch is cool uh but it's it's limited um you know in terms of how it works and stuff but they've carved out their niche and then everybody who's on a short form platform the moment that they become successful on the short form platform they try to jump ship yep to to youtube they leverage us youtube yeah totally why wouldn't you you're right. gonna, you get a you're going to make a living based on doing Instagram integrations. <laughs> yeah. Talk integrations. Right. I mean, come on. Right. You know, like yeah. everyone's just looking to establish a name there so that mm. they can jump over to another platform, which is YouTube. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever else you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diversified, you know, right. whatever. Right. Um, so that's, I, I still think that that's one of the best platforms out there. Um, I think it's certainly the best social media platform out there, uh, you know, but that's coming from a position where, you know, we started there and we've been able to be successful there. I'm not, I'm not chopping down anybody who's like doing anything on any platform <laughs> yeah. that has a legitimate, consistent following and yeah. is doing something like really earnestly cool and creative. Like yeah. that's hard enough to do as it is and so if you can do that anywhere like honestly my 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 props to right, you because right. it's it's not easy yeah i mean i don't know jake it sounds like you haven't seen my tiktok donut review show but oh, uh, no no i'm just kidding <laughs> no i'm actually thinking i need to make that now um that was oh. just that was just a bit but I do think that's not a bit that's like a perfect tiktok show there you go i just eat a donut every week yeah. Maybe every day, I guess, with with the maybe speed every of day. every other day. And yeah. I'll just eat a donut and, you know, give some flavor notes and rate it out of 10. I think Nutty, that's, that's brilliant. All right, man. <laughs> Perfect. Are you, where are you in? You're in California, right? I'm in uh, I'm in Chicago. You're in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So we're both on Central Time. Well, yeah. that's great. There's enough donut shops in Chicago. <laughs> you shouldn't have a problem. Yeah. No, Fine. there's tons. Finding an eclectic variety of donuts. Yeah, I mean, Sweet, honestly, man. Dude, you could you could easily leverage that into like 
eight minutes of YouTube content. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and do, I mean, do it, do it for the short form, but you could easily do like a vlog around the, the, here's what it is. Hey guys, welcome back to Johnny's Donut Review. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be going to uh, Evanston, Illinois mm -hmm. to uh, check out the donut shop, Wooster's and Sons. Uh, I've heard a lot about this shop, never been there. Uh, they're a small mom and pop, and they apparently have the best glazed donut in all of McCulloch County. So we're going to head down there, and we're going to check it out. Come along for the ride. Yeah. You, know, you go down there with a buddy couple of jokes and stuff along the way you get mm -hmm. to the shop oh here's the shop oh wow look at that uh they've got cool colors i like their window display you walk in you know you bullshit with the owner for a little bit mm -hmm. and then you, you get the donut you sit down you try it and you talk about it and then that's it and then you they, next week we're gonna be in you know uh fort worth yeah and we're gonna be doing x y or z like the, yeah. that's easily eight minutes yeah um, and of course you can make a TikTok out of it, which would probably perform even better there you go. Uh, than the YouTube video, but you could easily leverage people. So look at that. You already got a All format. Right. What are you there doing? we go. I got, <laughs> I got my next creative endeavor, man. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> going, I'm going all in on donuts. Hey guys, it's me, Johnny Boz, the host of this here podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. If you do like the show, um, I would really appreciate it if you could give me a review on either uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, that would really help me out by giving just just validation, really. It doesn't do anything. Uh, I'm definitely not making any money from this podcast, um, but I do at the very least want validation or you know what? I'm going to just threaten it. I'll stop making the podcast. Uh, no one's reviewed it yet. Uh, kind of ridiculous, but, uh, I'm just going to keep asking until somebody does. Um, anyways, uh, that's it. I'm getting angry. Uh, let's go back to, let's go back to the conversation. So, so donuts aside, you know, yeah. um, you're with a video, you're, you're taking all of this, um, all of this creative energy and you're, you know, getting your team around you and you're turning something, uh, into a, a video, a final piece of content that, uh, someone can watch. And the good thing, you know, between videos and movies is, um, you make a movie, the, the trailer comes out and someone just sits there and goes, no, I'm good. You know, like, ah, I don't want to see it. And so then you've just lost you know, eight twenty five or fifteen bucks, however much a movie ticket is these days. Right. Whereas I feel like with YouTube it's a little bit uh more forgiving in that it's less of a sell to get someone to watch your video than it is to get someone to come to your black box, right? Yeah. Well, um Yeah, I'll let you uh, finish the point. Right, right, right. So yeah. At the same time, there's all of these videos online. There's all of these subcultures and, and uh, niches. So yeah. how do you get someone to care about your YouTube video? You know, what, what, what has that journey been like for you guys? That is, a, it is a, an evolving and imperfect and constant journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, the point about the theaters is, 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 is a fair one. But at the same time, the saturation on YouTube is almost impossible. Yeah. Um, you, there's two things. There's two things for any channel. It is consistency and marketing. Mm -hmm. Those two things are the first two necessary ingredients to create any good channel. And anybody who's made it on YouTube will tell you that. Mm -hmm. um, now, what you do from there is a, a, a certainly a pseudoscience and like <laughs> a ton of things go into that, but it's, yeah. I mean, you think about it this way. It's like, hey, I want to grow a tree. And you go like, okay, what do you need to grow a tree? You need a seed, you need soil, you need air, sun, and water. Mm -hmm. Like these are, these are absolute, you cannot grow a tree <laughs> right. without these things. Yes. And so people think about it like, well, what if I used a clay pot? 
and put a clay pot in the ground and you're like that's not going to grow a tree and you're like yeah but i tried and like youtube just sucks because i put my clay pot in the ground and it didn't grow a tree and you're like that's because you didn't use a seed right and you're like like there are hard rules when it comes to that you you have to be consistent and when i mean consistent i mean like patient mm. and and consistent yeah patient and consistent it's it's one thing to be like oh i was consistent i put a video out every day for a month and like nothing happened and so i quit it's like no 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 right did you, did you put a video out every day for three years yeah then you might get ten thousand subs yeah and but the thing is when it's like growing a root system mm. it's like you you that consistency slowly over time creates a presence mm. and it creates a library and uh that consistency creates a through line from one video to the next where mm. people understand what they're buying when they click on your video yeah and that's super important like it, consistency is not okay i started off as a cat channel like posting videos of cats yeah and now i'm doing like home tours yeah like that's not consistency right consistency is i started off doing uh like home improvement reviews or home improvement projects and over time we became a home tour channel mm. like you, you will find it's you don't have to get it perfect like right. you don't have to start the channel and be like i came up with the perfect format and i executed it absolutely <laughs> precisely and three videos later we have four hundred thousand subs. <laughs> right. that does happen yes that does happen there's a guy who has a horror channel not a horror channel he has like a, tr a crime review it's crime documentary right. channel okay and he he literally has one video and he already has like four hundred thousand subs wow <laughs> um, yeah and there's a few others that have done that and you can do that sure uh there's a gun there's a gun tuber named administrative results who started this channel with like he just like out the gate had the format did it done and it, but he had done stuff on instagram before that right and he used that to bring people over mm. but that consistency creates that groundswell of like enough things being put into the ecosystem and then when you pair that with with good marketing mm. now good marketing doesn't just mean Mr. Beast's video got a hundred million views in a day. So I went like this and pointed at a castle and said, <laughs> I bought a bunch of castles for children, or for orphans, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not good marketing for you. That's right. good marketing for him because he established that format and he, everything from like the, what is it? The unsharp mask that he uses right, like right, on right. thumbnails <laughs> to like the saturation to yeah. the ridiculous titles to the ridiculous videos. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at like compare his channel to PewDiePie's channel, which yeah. a lot of people, I don't even know, like, I don't know if people know this, but PewDiePie still releases regular videos and his like casual vlogs still get like 5 million views. Yeah. He does, you know, like internet culture review sort of conversational videos like this. They do well. Like he still has, I don't even know how many subs he has probably a, what a hundred million yeah. something i don't know it's a lot um but anyway like he's not gonna look at his thumbnails you know he never took them seriously right he would change his um like his banner all the time he would change his thumbnail all the time like mm. even his even his name like pewdiepie is kind of like a meme yeah joke right in an, yeah so there's a totally different marketing format that he has mm. um there's just a couple of key things. Uh, so when it comes to like how your marketing is displayed, like the actual like stylization of it, mm. that doesn't matter. Just be consistent about your stylization. Right. That's all that matters because yeah. then people will understand this stylization is from this channel. And so that makes sense. Right. What it comes down to where the rubber meets the road in terms of whether somebody clicks on your video or not is, is, posing something valuable to them mm. like um i'll use one of my videos as an example i do this you know dinky little vlog yeah where i just capture you know time capsules of my life yeah and uh like i did one where it was like dove hunting in brady texas and it's like me holding a dove with a shotgun but it's like that's not i'm not offering anything to the viewer necessarily right um 
and I, I didn't care. Like I spend three hours on it, you know, and I yeah. put it up. It's, 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 it's a tax deduction for me, but we can get into that. But, <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, I, I'm, I'm doing that and I'm like, it's a good example because you're not posing anything. Mm. It, it would be a different thing to be like, can I hit all of these doves? <laughs> yeah. Or like, you'd never believe the dove I found. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. Or like, can I, can, like my friend, my friend, my friend had never been dove hunting and he came and he came out with me and shot 25. Right. Like it was a new record. Like yeah. you're, you're, you gotta, you gotta offer something to the viewer. They're going to click on it. They see how long the video is. They see what the what marketing you've given them. And, and if, if it catches your eye, which you've got a split second for it to catch their eye, then you've got another split second for them to read the title and decide if they want to click on it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where you need to offer something of value in mm. exchange for their time. And if you don't do that, you can't expect your videos to get views. Right. It's as simple as that. You have to offer something in exchange for their time. Uh, that's what they're buying. And even though it's a free transaction, um, you know, because you're not getting paid from the viewer, you're getting paid from the, the advertiser. Right. It's still an exchange of value. They're spending their time and you're creating something to show them for that time. Um, and, and so, you know, you just have to like be consistent and have, and have good marketing. And what do I mean by good marketing? It's stylistically consistent and it offers something to the viewer. Mm. Posits something. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's it. Those are your two things. If you're not doing that, you can't. You will not succeed. Right. I, 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 there's no getting around it. It's the tree thing. Like, yeah. No soil, no tree. Sorry, right. not right. happening. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have a hydroponic tree. You know, yeah. Like, just doesn't. It doesn't. So after that, I mean, there's a whole world you can get into um, because that's where the platform really opens up. But what what can happen? is you get enough of those videos out there that you hit this moment. And right now, my friend, this is happening with his podcast right now. He's got mm -hmm. this podcast called the unsubscribe podcast. Okay. And, um, which is a phenomenal name. That's great. Yeah. I, I can't believe he got that name. Yeah. It's like nobody, nobody has, has taken unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so anyway, they hit this for the last, they started in, 2020 mm. once a week just making a making a podcast it was like you know him and the boys and it wasn't like this was a like they donut operator who's a like a law video review guy mm -hmm. was on the podcast and then eli cuevas uh who's done a bunch of video production yeah before um so they got together they started this podcast well for two three years 2020, 2021, almost four. Right. They've been, they've been, you know, just like chip, 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 consistency, consistency. Like, and it, it, you know, it was plugging along and it was like, Hey, this is, this is, this is nice. This is good. We're going to keep doing it. The consistency is working. It's, it's like, it's showing signs of promise. Yeah. And then about six months ago, maybe even less they entered this period where they reached a critical mass for the number of episodes that they have mm -hmm. for the type of guests they were getting for the format and the style and the hosts that they brought in and it uh in a month two months they went from 200,000 subs to 250,000 subs wow yeah nice. in, in like two months and so that's how the platform works. It'll, it'll like, once you really get something, you'll hit this, you'll hit this momentous point mm. and you'll go, why is this working all of a sudden? So <laughs> yeah. well? Right. And it's because of all the work you did before. Right. And it'll, it'll do that. And that's exactly what happened with, uh, the corridor crew channel with, yeah. um, the FX artists react. Yeah. Like we had been doing what, 15 years of, I don't know how many, how many years have we been doing it? We've been doing like 10 years of work before that. Oh yeah. And then, you know, 2010 to 2020, 
And then we create this format in 2019 that like does really well. And it's like, oh, well, it's not like we just woke up one day and we're like, here we go, boys. Who's ready to start, you know, <laughs> the next hit series. Yeah. It was 10 years of work to get that series right. out of our minds mm. and into the, into the screen. And so, yeah, I think that's what I would say about, you know, when it comes to movies versus TV versus YouTube versus how do you continue to market well and like get views on YouTube because it's it's when you start out it's damn near impossible it seems impossible but those are the essential ingredients yeah yeah so yeah it's about creating a a distinct brand and and kind of sticking to it um yeah and it's okay if it evolves right like right it, it will it naturally will because you're not going to nail it perfectly unless you want to <laughs> Unless you're one of those guys. Right, right, right. <laughs> In which case, the, 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 yeah, we'd, yeah, we'd have some questions for, for that person. But uh, right. so, right. so um, watching Corridor grow uh, over time has been, first of all, awesome. It's, it's great to see you guys thriving and expanding and growing and, uh, and continuing to make great stuff. Um, but there, there was something I wanted to ask you about kind of along that journey. Um, I've seen some channels uh, kind of grow and grow and then they hire uh, a bunch of people and it turns out they hired too many people and they all they, they sort of fizzle away and they, you know, go in their directions. But yeah. you guys have have really stayed um, kind of true to the, the content and the audience while also growing. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to ask, like, what was it like? to like what was that that process like because i'm sure there could have been a couple points where you're like all right guys let's hire five people and have them go off and do a new series and then we'll just keep this thing going you know like how, yeah. how did you guys not sort of bite off more than you can chew you know yeah uh well sometimes i feel like we we have uh, in that process and sometimes i feel like we haven't mm -hmm. um but i mean the the thing that's helped it stay consistent is uh like making sure that the creative hierarchy remained in place mm. and and that the like creative sign off from you know specifically Sam and Nico and and Ren too now um and Nick too now is is all in place mm. um because that's when you get to drift right. uh you know you establish like a culture Okay, you've, I'm going back to the tree analogy. You've got your tree. Yep. Okay. But now you're starting to, it's bearing fruit. And now, you know, it's, you're introducing too many other elements and it starts to drift into something else. Um, I mean, and that's totally, totally what can happen. Um, and, you know, sometimes you're not quite sure where the line is between just like content naturally evolving, mm. which it needs to do. Because every content, every piece of content has a shelf life. Like every show has a shelf life. Um, there's a reason why they still don't do friends episodes, you right. know, like right. there's a shelf life for everything. Yeah. Um, so there's sometimes it's hard to tell between, is it, is this, is this natural just like changing and is it healthy or is it like drift away from what our audience wants? Mm. Um, not always clear what those two things are. Um, and you know, that can happen as your team gets bigger. Another thing is just like, when we set out to produce an idea, it, it, it is always coming from like, hey, somebody brought this idea to us and then we talked about it and we vetted it and we worked it. We worked on it, we worked on it, we worked on it until it sort of made sense in terms of why are we doing this? Why is it fitting with what we've done in the past? Like all those questions need to be answered. So yeah it's if you were working in almost any other industry the risk of content changing because you hired more people you brought in a bigger team it's much lower mm. like once you establish a really good say you know shoe like it, it it doesn't take a lot to hire more people to produce that exact same shoe right you know it it takes a lot to like you know come up with a new one that's mm. stylistically consistent but with the fact that every video is like kind of like a new shoe yeah <laughs> in a way a new pair of vessies yeah right. 
um, th there's there's definitely a lot more of that going on. So your your risk for like things changing pretty dramatically um, is a lot higher because of how personalized the art form is. Mm. Um, so yeah, we try to stay away from that by first and foremost just saying, hey, all the creative ideas like need to go through the same process. Mm. No one's making things independently. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that helps the most. And then trying to just find really good people who are better at things than we are mm. that also understand like what our style is and, and probably have a similar artistic style themselves, you know, and there's an artistic similar artistic interest mm. um so that's what we do to try to maintain that and then we have like we did get to a point i feel uh about a year ago where i was like okay we're not hiring anybody else yeah like we, we maxed out right um because we got to a point where it was like things couldn't necessarily go through the same processes that we'd built mm. and we got to this weird like it's not an uncanny valley but it was like it was a weird valley a canyon if you will mm. where like we're standing on one side and it's like okay we have effectively 25 people or less right in our business model and there's nothing between this and a hundred Mm. it was like looking over that and seeing like yeah if we if we go down this road <laughs> there's like a huge leap and then you enter the truly corporate corporate dumb yeah where like and some people can do it and it's necessary for certain businesses but given how personal like our our business is to mm. the people that are working on it did right. not make sense for us like it was just was, and that's when you get into like, okay, these guys loaned us money and mm. then like we need, you know, we have like investors. Yeah, you have got, investors. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, no, <laughs> no, that is not why we got into this. Yeah. Corporate you know? door digital. Yeah. Corporate door digital. Right. <laughs> um, so we just, and as people, people, some people have left, you know, cause you always have, once you get to like 20 people, you start to get like a natural attrition mm. of just like people's lives changing or whatever yeah. people come and go as people have left we have not sought to replace them mm. um, because I, I i i'm trying to not forget like, the interns names well that too. <laughs> yeah and, and and make sure that like that there's a healthy amount of like elbow room mm. for the people that we do have and and so that they can continue to do their thing and like feel gratified in the process mm. like if you're not being if you're not feeling gratified and like satisfied and 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 joyful with the process and the videos that you put out then like you're gonna get burnt out super fast yeah and so you just yeah you you have to maintain that and that's that's kind of how we've done it um mm -hmm. but every every strategy is different you know, um, yeah. like I was talking with, uh, uh, Jordan Coleman's, uh, boyfriend, uh, his name's Am Amari, mm -hmm. I think probably getting that wrong. Sorry if I got it wrong. <laughs> um, Armani, Armani, that's Ar Armani. It. There we go. Yeah. He works for Tyler Perry. Oh, okay. And, um, he, there's a different way that they maintain, you know, what, what the healthy number of people mm. is over there. And I was talking with him about that, uh, like a year ago and it was just interesting because there's a similar thought process that goes into it but like the scale is way different mm -hmm. they're doing you know movies and tv right um but they've been able to make that work for them and so it's just yeah um there's no one perfect like thing right you know it's 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 we our strategy is like it all goes back to impact like what did you make and how many people did it reach and how did it actually affect the people that you yet that you you reached right did they like it did they did it achieve the story that mm. you were telling did they want to come back and see another one like how, how you measure impact is different for every creator but like it just means like 
how did you reach your audience? Like, you know, do they, do they now know who you are and want to watch another one of your videos? We, mm-hmm. we consider that to be impact. It, it's great to hear that you guys are approaching all of this with such care, especially because, like you said, you know, these people that are watching your stuff, they're essentially paying for it with their time. Um, Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, not to get, you know, too, too dramatic, but like there's a finite number of uh, amount of time that we have here. And, yes. uh, you know, you're it's just a reality. <laughs> it's just just the reality. Right. You know, you got to realize, like, yeah, you are asking someone to spend yeah. their you know valuable time on something you've made. Um, so it's cool to to hear that you guys have like a a process that, um, that pays respect to like, I guess the weight of that, you know? Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, I I find it's really just necessary. Um, and, and and from it, you, you vet all the questions, you know, like, why are you making this video? Why would somebody watch your video over somebody else's video? That's Mm. similar. All those good questions that you need to be asking. Um, especially as you get into it and you become a professional at it, like that's, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's good for, uh, just like making sure that the best ideas rise to the top. Cause you'll always have more ideas than you can produce. Right. Um, if you don't, then I don't know, maybe you're doing something wrong. <laughs> not thinking, <laughs> not, not brainstorming enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'll always have, we have a list. We have this infamous list of mm-hmm. just like, spreadsheet and it's like a mile long of just like every every idea where we thought hey maybe that could be an idea that we could release and it's some of them are horrible ideas and other, <laughs> ones are, other ones are you know good and other ones are great yeah just depends. yeah um okay so so i feel like we, you know this wouldn't be a jake watson podcast if we didn't talk yeah. about brandy o'daniel Brandy um, O'Daniel. Brandy Welcome. O'Daniel. <laughs> Your old pal. Your old pal, Brandy O'Daniel. So, <laughs> so, so, Jake, you know, um, in recent days on, on the Crew Channel, you have kind of become the face of, of ad time, right? Yeah. Uh, of yeah. sponsor time. Um, and I would imagine that um, a lot of that is because you are, you know, working with these brands um, to get these integrations. Um, and this is kind of broad, but I, I just on like a top level, um, how, how do you guys go about kind of uh, working with brands, doing integrations and and kind of, yeah, incorporating that into into your guys videos? Yeah. Well, the first thing you do there, Johnny, is you, <laughs> you can't say incorporating working with brands because I've already become bored. You know, you got, you <laughs> right, gotta, right. You fell asleep you, mid-sentence. Yeah, like brand, like working with brands is a big part of maintaining a YouTube channel. Mm. So, how do you do that without ruining your content? Like, that's a more accurate question. <laughs> um, and dude, I mean, the first thing is like rule number one: don't be boring. Rule number two: don't waste people's time. Like, mm. and those are rules that are true for any piece of video. Yeah. Um. So those are the main two things. Uh. And then yeah, like I. Again, they're sitting there spending their time, and then now you're now they're going to spend their time watching a, a brand integration. Like right. you better, you better crack a joke or make them smile or like acknowledge the ridiculousness of it in some way. Because if you're not, then you know they probably won't sit through it. Right. Um, so it's kind of like that. Like you, you try to you try to just be charming and uh, in whatever form that takes. Yeah. Um, and then um, you know try to work with good brands. Like of course, like don't take integrations on pro on uh like properties you think are crap mm-hmm. you've turned down god i don't even want to think about it <laughs> like probably in terms of like dollars and, and and number of sponsorships and stuff because that feels like a little bit like judas money it's like you're not you know if, if at least you don't believe like hey i don't use their product but at least they offer a good one yeah and i can see why other people would find value in it yeah that's good enough for me. Like, it doesn't have to be like, guys, I don't do sponsorships unless I like <laughs> name my first child after them. <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. So, you know, it's like we, we're we're trying to we're trying to make sure that we have enough like operating capital to like mm. do what we do. And you know, brands and advertisers, it's a brand and advertiser model, so that helps support what we do. It helps provide jobs so that you can watch the videos that you're watching. It's 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 really that simple. There's no reason to like beat around the bush or or like sugarcoat that. I think. Yeah. 
people are smart. They know that's happening. So just admit that and just try to be, try to have fun with it. And if you're working with a brand that offers a crap product or doesn't want you to have fun, then just tell them to kick, kick rocks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. and be like, sorry, I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how we do that. And then, um, it, again, it just became it one of those things that I did because I was the producer and nobody else wanted to freaking do it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it like, like okay, classic producer move where you're just you're just going, okay, no, nobody wants to do this, but it needs to be done. So I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and I get not everyone's cut out like that. That's just how I am. But uh, that's why I ended up doing that stuff. And yeah. Um, yeah, and now it's passed on more to Jordan Coleman mm -hmm. and, uh, and others since I'm not in the studio as often. Right. Um, cause again, that comes down to like a thematic thing. Like, mm. you know, you find these videos, you think about it from the perspective of somebody who's only been watching the channel for six months mm. and, uh, you watch react and you watch the guys making something in the studio and yada, yada. And then all of a sudden it cuts this random ass dude <laughs> that you haven't seen you know, so right. after doing that for like a year plus COVID and stuff, like we, we said, oh, like it makes more sense to either I'm in the studio if I'm in the integration or using somebody who's in the studio, because that's kind of like the, the structural theme that people are familiar with. Mm. Um, and so that's why so many people too just thought I was just the guy who did the integration. <laughs> right. They're like, why does Jake, why, what is this ad guy? <laughs> yeah. I remember yes, seeing yeah. that. I was like, guys, he does more than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's not just the ad man. Right. But I totally understand why people would be mistaken about that. And right. When we started to get those kind of comments, that's when I realized like, oh, okay, <laughs> we should probably phase this out because people are confused about my presence right. on the channel. Just literally yeah. getting confused. Like, wait a minute. Who is this guy? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it, was it difficult for you guys to, um, kind of get that, that first brand integration? Like when you guys were not having new sponsors, like what was that process like to, you know, kind of start that? Um, well, it, it kind of happened in two different phases. There was how we got them on the corridor channel originally, mm -hmm. and then how we got them on the corridor crew channel. How we got them on the corridor crew channel is more accurate to how things occur today. So I'll just mm -hmm. speak to that. Yeah. Um, we basically didn't get any offers until we until we started to get around a hundred thousand views per video. Okay. Um. So that's a really good benchmark when it comes to understanding like what people will, when they will start to offer like 50 to a hundred thousand mm -hmm. consistently. Uh, if, if though, if you're getting those kind of numbers and your videos are monetized as in they're longer than eight minutes, um, then you shouldn't have a problem getting, you know, introductory level integrations. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's like, now there's one exception mm -hmm. and that's podcasts. Mm. Podcasts are certainly the exception. Podcasts, you, you can have numbers down in the, because, and, and then the way you measure podcast numbers isn't by views, it's by downloads because mm. it's all platforms. Right. So, uh, it, you, t you think about it holistically, how many downloads, which is to use the old, literally the old term for downloading an, an MP3 onto a iPod. Right. <laughs> podcast comes from yeah yeah um, it's not a broadcast it's a podcast cast into the pod um, so how many downloads you get is basically views now but they use the term downloads and right you're in the 30 to forty thousand download range you can start to get integrations on podcasts the nice thing about podcasts as well is that uh people are totally used to there being multiple sponsorships in a video mm. Um, whereas a regular YouTube video, one is, is, is all you can get away with. Right. Um, or you should be doing really. Um, so they're better monetized in that way. Mm. Uh, that's one exception. Uh, podcasts, mon the reason why there's so many podcasts is because they monetize at a much like smaller point and, uh, they're easy to produce. So 
why not do them? You know, and people love having what's more human than having conversations with people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's why they work. And fortunately there's a pretty good like ecosystem around them. But yeah, when it comes to regular YouTube videos, probably 50 to a hundred thousand is when you'll start getting those first emails from random people who want to send you things or things like that. Um, and don't take it all. Don't Mm -hmm. take it all because you'll, you'll, you'll want to, but there's some real crap out there. (laughs) I got an email from someone in China saying they had some beauty products and wanted to see if I wanted to try them. And I was like, well, (laughs) clearly they know my channel. So that's a hilarious idea though. If you're like, Hey guys. Um, so you you know, they want me to try these beauty products. Uh, they paid me the money. So uh, let's let's get on with it. Um, Don't don't shave. Don't do anything. Yeah. Just right on top. Yep. Yeah. And then just be like, uh, you know, I think I look worse. Um, I'm going to go wash this off. Uh, but Hey, you know, here's the link (laughs) dude, Jake, we've, we just, we cracked it again. Another, another Johnny Boz video. Johnny Boz genius idea. It's perfect. Johnny Boz's makeup and donut reviews. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, my channel is a, it's, you just got in on the ground floor, man. It's about to just Johnny skyrocket. Johnny reviews the world. <laughs> Johnny reviews the world. Yeah. Just one, one thing at a time, you know? I, dude, that could be a format for you. You've got the demeanor. You've got the moxie for it. <laughs> no joke. I, w- I would genuinely, this is a good idea and the wheels are turning, Jake. The creative okay. juices are flowing, man. This is good. good. This is perfect. Good. Yeah. No, there's... <laughs> You could, you could do it. Yeah. You could do it. Yeah. Um, really quick, uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Johnny Boss School of Jokes. Uh, thank you so much yeah. to the Johnny Boss School of Jokes for for all your support over the years. Um, if you guys go to their website, you can get uh, a coupon code for your first uh, semester of tuition. So, so check it out. That's right, guys. Don't forget, school's in session every day with Johnny Boss. <laughs> School so. is in session. That's right. <laughs> Come get your degree. Absolutely. You have one, yeah. you know, you graduated. I, I do. I have, I have, I have a sum. I've got a few. I've got <laughs> one in law. I've got yeah. two from Notre Dame and, uh, you know, that old high school one too. So got those going for yeah. me. Yeah. And well, and the, the joke school degree too. Yeah. Um, and of course. Cause you were, yeah. you were in the, uh, the video, man. I, you know, I forget that. <laughs> we, you know, we still have in the studio that original Johnny Boz award. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that you sent us. I still have it up on uh, one of the like trophy shelves. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, dude! I love that. Yeah, I keep it right next to a streamy. Good. Actually, yeah, yeah, because I think it's almost more important. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people, no one's talking about this, but a lot of people yeah. are saying the Johnny Boz Awards are more prestigious than the streamies. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so other people's words. I, I would never say that, of course. That's my official opinion on yeah. the matter. All right. I mean, I can give you that so you can clip it. <laughs> Guys, the Johnny Boz Awards, if you didn't know, are more prestigious than the Streamies. I mean, everybody knows it. Now you know it too. There you go. You heard it here first, everyone. Lawyered. There you go. You know? Lawyered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Thanks for hanging out. Of course, man. I really wish you the best of luck and endeavors with this new venture yeah uh i hope that it crushes man and uh you know like if you ever need to talk to anybody about podcasts or anything like that um, my buddy eli who's doing the unsubscribe one um he's a wealth of knowledge Heck yeah. um, and keep bringing in guests because that's yeah. that's like the key to the whole thing that's how you do it man yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for being part of it, dude. Um, of course. You know the classic. Where where can people see your stuff? Where can they check out all things corridor? Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously we're uh, YouTube at Corridor Crew, and then if you want to see my dinky personal vlog, it's YouTube at Jake Watson. So check it out there as well. Heck yeah! Go check out those vlogs, everybody.